I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So, if anyone's thinking about doing anything plant related, whether it be silos, tractors, new hay shed whatever get in now and just just think about it g'day and welcome to the farms vice podcast with your host jack creswell whether you farm it service it or just love it this podcast is for you we'll bring you the techniques and technologies you can implement into your day straight from the leaders and innovators themselves spread the farms vice so that we can reach more farmers right across australia Follow us on all of your socials at Farms Advice and let's get into this episode. Before we get started, just to let you know, this episode is intended to be general information only as the host and the guest do not know your personal circumstances. So please go and talk to your own accountant or the team at Biofields to get the right information for your scenario. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back, farmers. If you're tuning in, you listen to the podcast, make sure you do subscribe because there's a lot of listeners out there, over 12,000 monthly, and there's a fair few of you that don't actually subscribe. So make sure to drive this podcast further afield to more farmers, those that probably aren't listening that should listen to the podcast, get that motivation they might need to tick themselves over their benchmark. But let's get into this episode. This episode, we're actually jumping back into the on the tax return with the team at Byfields there, and we've actually got Jared in the house. Jared Ryan will be talking to us about a certain topic that, to him, he thought it may have been boring, but I think we've actually turned it into a good podcast, an episode that you'll be able to definitely take something away and use it, use this information to improve your own position um, looking forward into 2023 anyway. So let's get into this episode. Jared, welcome back to the Funswise podcast. A gentle little run in there. Amazing to see how far this series has come. You just said before to me, it's been nine months or so. And I'd imagine only a couple of thousand listeners there and now hitting over the mark of 11 monthly, 11,000 monthly listeners. Um, and the feedback we're getting from this Beyond the Tax Return series has been phenomenal anyway. How's it been on your end being in office? 
look, really good. It's, it's gained a lot of um, yeah momentum within the office sort of thing, and it's good to hear that. You know, it's one thing us us locally in our, in our immediate networks listing, but it's been wonderful actually hearing feedback from from our clients that haven't been necessarily poked or promoted, but have been you know been aware of your podcast and the content that you've been um, promoting and picking up on it. And um, I think that's probably why in a pretty crowded market you're going from strength to strength, mate. It's just good you know, good plain speaking advice to farmers. And I think that's probably the, the strength and that's why it's going so well. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably like dealing with genetics within livestock and also planning a crop. You don't really get your results until the end of that. You see what you reap out of harvest. Um, three years, two and a half years into it now, I'm starting to get a good run along. So it's really good, but great to have the Byfields team back in the podcast and also giving their expertise, your time, Jared, um, for today's episode and further along the field. But for today's episode, let's get down to agribusiness. What are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, look, I know it's a bit of a, a, a bit of a droll topic, so I'm hoping everyone doesn't turn the podcast off now, but it's basically around depreciation. Now, it's not just depreciation. A lot of people would have heard and no doubt been seeing their other accountants and stuff that they would have heard of temporary full expensing. Now, most people would be aware that that's um, due to end at 30 June 2023, which seems like a little way away. But in my experience in speaking to our machinery dealers and people trying to get machinery, um, if you don't act sooner rather than later, the likelihood of getting some of this gear pre-30 June now is, um, you know, that window's pinching up. So it's more of a just reminder for everyone that, you know, the, these are the rules that we have at the moment, but it's likely to, um, well, it, is, it is going to end at 30 June 2023. And unless you move soon, yeah, yeah. You, you'll miss that window. Absolutely. So let's get cracking into it. And currently, what are, what is the scenario around depreciation? What are the current rulings for it? Yeah, look, so so temporary full expensing has sort of been in now for, for a year or so. Um, so the benefit that people have had and what most people be aware of is that you, if you go and buy a new tractor, let's say at the moment, you'll be able to basically claim that as a full tax deduction and you're not, be, you're not amortizing that over its useful life, which was the old previous rules. And then obviously the old previous rules as well have what's called the SBE general pool. That's what probably 99% of our our growers and stuff. That's what you know, everyone's sort of small businesses and, and, and utilize that. So temporary full expensing basically brings forward that deduction that, that you may have had to have had over a number of years, basically in year one. And that's been, yeah, that that's been massive for all of our, our clients and no doubt for all the growers across the country. So that's what's happening at the moment. What do you think the, what's the decision around changing of the rulings? Was it not, like, how does that work? Or you don't really know from that government sort of point of view? Look, it, yeah, going going back, obviously, pre-COVID, they, they were bit yeah. by bit bringing in um, instant asset write-offs and it was starting off at, you know, five grand, 10 grand, then moved up to 20. And then before you know, it was up to 150, 150,000. So basically, any of those assets up to that value, you could just write off in full. COVID came government tried to obviously stimulate the economy, get people out there spending money and backing business. And they sort of basically brought this measure in to encourage that confidence in people during those COVID years to go out and invest in their businesses and grow these businesses and grow productivity. 
And obviously you're going to get an initial tax benefit by buying that header, buying that tractor or these silos or sheds, and you're going to get a tax benefit of it in year one, as opposed to over the years. And now it was supposed to end actually in 30 June, 2022. And then the government extended it for one more year, but we've got no indication it's going to be extended for another year. But you watch the news as much as what I do. You know, we've got, you know, inflation going through the roof and everyone's saying, you know, the, 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 bud, the, the government budget's not in a great position. So you'd have to say the likelihood of them extending it for another year is unlikely, but they might extend it. But probably the reality is we've heard nothing to suggest that they will. Yeah, so it's sort of going in, back into improving the budget for the government. Yeah, I suppose so. The, the, the reality is we've had, you know, large businesses that would normally be, you know, whacking out, you know, a million odd dollar profit comfortably and they've been in lost positions because basically what's happened is with the temporary full expensing, the, the benefits of it was, A, you get to write off the plant that you buy initially, so in year one, and then the people that were in the SBE pools, which is most of our clients, that any of the, those closing values in the 2021 financial year, they also had to be written off. So yeah. you might have had a business that's had plant and equipment over many, many, many years build up a, a very large pool balance that was written off along with all their current year plan. So all of a sudden that's triggered large losses and so ta tax payable on what would be a very large business just basically went to zero. Now, um, that's obviously would have had an initial what, an effect to the government budget, and probably they might be sort of saying that's probably not sustainable longer term. But it had, in fairness to the government, it's been a fantastic measure. I don't know, can't speak for the eastern states, but just in our in our client base alone, the um, uh, plant expenditure over the last sort of twelve to twenty four months has been yeah ast astronomical. <laughs> Well, from my point of view, it's only going to expand in this year and next year with being so much moisture around, especially East Coast, um, and a fair bit over WA, I believe, as well, of yeah. looking to renew that gear that they probably held on to for three, four years of drought. Um, and now's the time they've replenished their pockets and looking to get some machinery in, not just to spend it, but also that gear is probably a little bit worn out for what their operation is. They've scaled out as well and how that can actually probably a lot to do with safety measures coming in with the new equipment as well. Yeah, for sure. And and look, WA has been pretty fortunate the last sort of few years have been, you know, increasing, you know, record harvest sort of thing. So, and look, 20, you know, the, the, the current harvest is looking to be even bigger than last year. And last year was, it was a record as well. So that's sort of given people a fair bit of confidence to go out and, and renewing renewing some of this gear and like i said people have been buying new farms so they're expanding and the machinery's had to do it and this has just basically incentivized them to you know bring some of that um capital replacement uh sooner they're right so before we get across to the next one um do you just want to break down what sbe pools are and how that works um for anyone i sort of touched on it before but i don't really know the ins and outs of how it could work or what it is yeah so 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 let's say under under the current rules of the temporary full expensing if you obviously you claim that claim the machine outright yep. if you then likewise sell a machine that income is a hundred percent income so it's not 
um, because everything's been written off. The pool balance has been written off and it's all, all as income. With the SBE pool, um, you've obviously got your 15% deduction in year one, the 30% thereafter, and any of those sort of plant sales go again. If, it's, if the asset's been pulled, it goes into the pool and reduces the pool balance. So with the depreciation come July is going to get a lot more complicated where we've got assets sitting outside of the pool that's been fully expensed. And then we've obviously got the existing machines that were sitting in that pool. Yep. That pool balance has been written off. So we're going to have, we're going to have situations in 2023. We're going to try and work out, well, which asset are you selling? Was it pulled? Was it not pulled? And then, yeah, the, ta the tax consequences of that. Yeah, good stuff. Well, over here, we've got our fingers crossed that we do have a bumper harvest. We can get it off. Um, and that rain, probably because most people got their crop in uh, late anyway, leading into Christmas come harvest time. Um, so hopefully the rain sort of stays off and keeps the crops out there dry as well for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, we get, we're getting very close to the very close to the end now. So it's, um yeah, it's um maybe one more rain we finish it off. But if we don't get it, then yeah, it's, it's almost almost there, which is which is good. N nearly grand final time for the farmers anyway. Yes. So for these changes coming in on the 1st of July, 2023, how yep. will this affect farmers? What sort of, what should we be thinking about now and how can we sort of plan ahead for this? Yeah. Well, look, pro probably just to put it into, into a real life example sort of thing. Come 1st of July, 2023, if you've got, if you decide to upgrade your header, um, that for a million dollars, let's say, and you're going to trade in the old one for half a million. If that, if the older machine has already been fully expensed, and then that trading value is going to go in as income at half a mil, the million dollar new machine, well, that's going to have to go into the pool. So that's going to get depreciated at 15%. So you, so when you look at that, you've got five hundred thousand dollars of income on the on the trade. Yep. And you're only going to get $150,000 deduction. So actually to do that deal, you're actually increasing your profit by $350,000. So you're not, you're not actually having a deduction selling that, you know, doing the header trade, you're actually increasing your profit. And that's, and that's where people are going to start to get caught out in years to come. Whereas if this, if this deal got done before 30 June, 2023, you'd have a half a million dollar deduction. Because you have the million dollar header less the five hundred thousand dollar trade, so so you're going from a half a million dollar deduction to extra income of three hundred and fifty thousand. So you sort of see that can throw the figures out, you know, in a in a big way. Yeah, that's a huge amount of difference. How or like how can we sort of mitigate this as farmers? Um, we all want to have a great year, but having that sort of tax bill on the back of it and how we can work with that a little bit better. What sort of area can we go into or how can farmers sort of work it without giving too much advice? Look, it's going to, it's going to all of us, we always sort of say tax planning is critical sort of thing, but year in, year out, it's now going to become even, even more so crucial because you might in, in a year or so's time have a, an average year, yep. but then do one of these trades and then sort of say, well, okay, you, you know, now, now you've actually got a, a huge profit just because you ended up selling that that John Deere tractor or whatever. So um, 
not not basically keeping these deals now in mind and then doing your tax estimates is probably going to become a lot more crucial because it, it effectively then just becomes normal profit. So yep. you're back at your normal tax planning scenarios of you know farm management deposits or um, you know bringing forward expenses, all the normal all the normal tax planning measures. But it's just being aware of the fact that when you do that deal, you're probably going to want to ask the question of what what happened to the that asset previously? Was it fully expensed? Was it in the pool? And then doing a, a tax scenario around that because yeah, it, you you're going to have multiple different scenarios and what could happen yeah it'd be interesting to see how this plays out on like an industry level i'd imagine it like it won't matter too much um as the farmers are listening in to see how they work it it may impact them looking to get the million dollar machine that they're about to um after july next year but for that um i'd imagine it actually hit the machinery dealers as well won't it uh well i suppose to- Time will tell, but yeah, people are like, it's going to be interesting to sort of see whether everything just comes to a screeching halt come July for new orders. Obviously people are still, you know, the bigger growers still have their their normal machinery turnover. So that will always be there, but um, you would have sort of seen no doubt in all of your press over there that the, the farm machinery deals have had exponential sales over the last 12 to 24 months will that growth still be there? You'd have to, ex- you'd have to assume that that would be um, backing off uh, come next financial year, just, be- just because that incentive is probably not really going to be there to, 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 to upgrade that tractor straight away. Yeah, I think so. And on the back of that innovation with new technology and new machinery that's been upgraded and um, changed throughout the years, 2023 model should be better than 2022. Um, and, onwards from that but just being able to increase probably your safety measures on farms pretty critical um and probably one of the biggest sort of purchasing decisions anyway for sort of smaller machinery but also for the larger ones the tractors the headers um and the ease of work are two i suppose mm, for sure yeah um so yeah that will, will be very interesting to see what comes across from that but for yourself, from accounting view, we'll get back to it. Will a deposit paid be sufficient to claim the asset as a tax deduction? How does that work? No, well, that, that's probably one that for everyone to sort of keep in mind. Quite well, always, the machinery dealer will probably want to lock you into a, you know, it's either a ten percent deposit or the GSC component. Yep. You'll own whether it be a shed or a tractor. It's own. It's only deductible when it's installed, ready for use. So if if you if you've paid a deposit and I suppose going back to the start when we were sort of saying thirty June seems like a long way away, machinery dealers is basically saying that their their lead time to get some of this gear basically it's almost like if it's not in the country soon the, the you know the likelihood of even getting it landed in the country and on farm pre thirty June is looking pretty remote. So so that's the key. If 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 the deal is if the, if if it's just a deposit pay. And you don't have the machine or the shed's not built or whatever, then it will just sit as a deposit and it won't be deductible pre 30 June. So de- deposit won't, won't cut it for sure. Probably a bit of a stress point there as well for farmers looking because these delay, these order times are getting delayed. Um, like no tomorrow, depending whatever sort of machinery you've got from livestock handlers up to uh, big grain bins. 
anyway for that sort of stuff and especially a lot of it comes from overseas a lot of good stuff here as well but fair few people ordering from overseas and how that will work um will that hinder lead times or probably improve it if they relieve these supply chains do you think look the 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 people that i've sort of spoken to at field days recently it's almost the likelihood now if, if you went if you went into a dealership and placed an order for yeah. it tractors the likelihood now of it getting pre-30 genes remote so you're really looking at what's already in the country and what's already sort of secondhand sort of thing all of which is still still lucrative for this temporary full expensing for the end of the financial year but you know who knows there still might be the odd deal that you might be able to get it um uh, delivered into the country but you know yeah it's um i got yeah i had um one grower recently that I've been speaking to and they sort of said, look, we should be able to get this machine landed on farm for June 2023, but they were getting pretty shaky on it. So going back to tax planning, we were sort of talking to him that obviously we'll review it, you know, in, into you know April, May, June, he does his normal tax estimate, but he may even need to seriously consider um, you could all, if, because if it doesn't land in June, like we sort of said, the tax consequences could swing markedly. Maybe he does like a farm management deposit in June if it's if the if it hasn't quite landed, and then if it turns out that he gets the machine on the 29th of June and he'd already done his farm management deposit, well, just don't claim it as a tax deduction, and then you can withdraw that deposit later. But if it but if the tractor doesn't land and you've done the farm management deposit, at least you've somewhat. Yeah. You know, you've somewhat reduced the profit for the year of that deduction that you were expecting. So um, it's just sort of looking at these worst case scenarios where it could become close of, is it going to land pre-30 June or not? Yeah, right. So there is a couple of options there and leading to strategies. What can we do before pre-30 of June mm. um, 2023? What sort of things should farmers start to sort of think about if they are looking to get machinery or if they're not? Um, within this year or next year yep <clears throat> so if they've um assuming they can get the gear and they um pre-thirty quite more often than not it's triggering large farm or business losses i suppose because the expenses are far exceeding the income um if you if therefore it's let's say it was in a trust and you're not therefore it's a loss you're not getting a distribution if anyone's got farm management deposits sitting in their back pockets those are those are the years they really need to be you know winding these out because if you don't make the most of this these let's say the let's say this year of the loss well then you're probably going to have a rising rate of tax in the coming years when the losses get consumed up your depreciation expense is going to be nominal at best and then how you're going to get the farm management deposits out so that's number one i'd be looking at is you know if there's a loss maximize that loss if you if if you're also running an investment company where some people distribute profits some people call it a bucket company but you know it's a corporate beneficiary so they basically try and cap the tax rate on those distributions at the um, company tax rate if there's any retained profits in those companies and you're and the shareholders let's say have no income in their names good time to pay out some of those dividends but you know basically try and bring bring in some of this income from these other avenues that's sitting there that will be a lot harder to pay out in future years when you know you you're going to have 
a rising rising rate of tax with with nominal depreciation and no carry forward losses. So um, really want to maximise the lower years when you when you've potentially got them. So there is a couple of things that farmers can go out there and have a play with, have a look into and do a little bit of research with their own accountant, um, mm -hmm. and sort of make a strategy on this as well. Yeah, because also they might even want to look at, you know, because quite often people get pretty excited and wanting to defer defer grain to, to sort of minimise tax. They're going to want to speak to their account very well and, and, and advisors and bits and pieces. It's like, well, if if you're potentially going to be looking at increased profits and increased rising rates of tax in subsequent years, you might want to consider how aggressive you want to be in 2023 yep. and may, maybe not defer so much income um, into those, into let's say the, the following financial year and keep a bit more of it in 2023 and you use the deductions that you have with whatever plant you have purchased and your, your remaining carry forward losses. Beauty. So what sort of avenues would you say for farmers to have a look down after they listen to this episode? Like as a duo here, we don't really want to scare people into going out and buying that million dollar header just because they heard something on an episode that new rules are going to come in. What sort of safe avenues can we sort of utilize for farmers? Well, look, we, we always sort of tell people at the end of the day, you don't make decisions, you know, purely based on tax. It's, it's, it's got to be what, is financially sound and what's best for the business. Yes, tax is a consideration, but that shouldn't be the number one. Yep. And and in relation to, they should really be looking at, well, this is the last year of temporary full expensing. Around the kitchen table, are, are we planning on doing any, do we need any plant upgrades? Yep. If, it, if, if there's nothing to be done, well, then there's probably really not much more people need to worry about or do other than the fact that get your normal tax estimate done in the following year. Um, you can you'll, you'll see what the major profit is or not, but just be aware of the fact that um, a lot of people previously didn't really pay too much attention to how um, the, the depreciation sort of got worked out. You know, you'd, you'd go, you'd buy the tractor, you knew it wasn't an instant asset write-off, but then you'd send it off to the account and the account would do the books. Um, now you just need to be mindful of the fact that the whole depreciation area is now a lot more complex and can throw out a lot of different scenarios. So personally, if it was me, if I was going to sell a large item of plant, I would call the account sort of say, I'm thinking about selling this particular John Deere tractor. What will potentially be well, really the tax outcome? Is it Was it originally in an SBE pool before? What, or if not, was it temp, was it previously um, in the temporary full expensing and already written off? And then you can work out quickly, is it going to be that sale value all income or is those sale values going to be attributed to the remaining S, you know, your SBE pool balance? So yep. I'd probably just ask your accountant <laughs> before, before doing the deal probably is just speak to the accounts just so you know what potential income consequences will be of that deal. Yeah, absolutely. Your accountant will probably know it a lot better, especially coming down to the rulings as well. And it probably comes back to that good old Byfields motto that no one sort of probably says, but it's always profit first, tax second. Um, yeah. In the sort of trend coming through this series beyond the tax return. 100%, yeah. Farmers and sort of where they should look. Don't worry about the tax so much. Get your profits up um, and paying that tax off will sort of look after itself. 
Yeah, no, we, we always work on the basis of we just look at your average rate of tax. And yeah. that's where the tax estimates come in handy. You sort of go, well, you know, if you, can, if you can aim for an average rate of tax across the whole family group somewhere near the small business company tax rate, that's a, that's a pretty fair sort of starting point, you know, like you, you don't want the sort of boom bust cycles of, you know, not paying any tax and then having an average rate of tax of, you know, 37% or something that that's just, um, yeah, ideally you just want to try and steady that out where you can. Exactly. And talking about all this, should I be going out or should I be thinking before this time frame, the deadline comes in to go buy out a fancy new 300 series cruiser i've got the old clapped out town car yeah. upgrade. yes yeah no you'd be um you'd be in good company i'm pretty sure if you go through any country towns or even even in the city to be honest every time i um take our kids to school there seem to be a lot of um yeah 200 series and and soon and now 300 series people probably just aren't quite aware of the fact i'm sure some people are but it's amazing the amount of people that aren't that you get there's the motor vehicle cost base limit so all, all these wagons are effectively treated as a car yep. so to, to be to be a car you have to um well to not be a car basically you, your, your prominent purpose is to carry greater than a ton now all of these wagons their prominent per, their dominant purpose is to carry passengers so therefore they're a car they're just a very big off-road car but they're still a car so that cost base limit for the 2023 financial year is $64,741. Now, if you go buy a 300 series for 130 or 120 grand, basically only at best, at best, maybe the half of that vehicle could be tax deductible. The other half is just basically it's called luxury car. You know, but basically the government have always come in sort of said that they increase that limit slightly each year generally but any value above that is deemed to be luxury and you, yeah you can't you can't claim a deduction for that excess amount so basically half the vehicle is just wasted you might say yeah and does it flip on that when you're you're talking about a dual cab dual cab land cruiser to toyota to dmax whatever it may be yeah 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 so look yes they is it yeah, no, 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 no. Look, the ATO do have rulings as coming down to the gross vehicle mass. Yeah. And some of these lighter dual cabs, like the Hiluxes and the Rangers, it sort of drifts into that space of whether it's actually, on from a technical point of view, um, drifting into more of a car than a ute. But in reality, most of those dual cab utes, it's got a tray on, it's used within the business, it's going through as a work ute. And it's not, it's not, it doesn't form part of that luxury or doesn't form part of a car. So therefore you're not capped at your 64. So if you're paying, buying a dual cab Land Cruiser Ute for 90 odd grand, that's a, that, that'll go through as a full deduction. Whereas if it's a, a wagon or a car, you're, you're stuck at the um, 64,000 mark. You're right. So something to think about before we put pen to paper, going out and buying a 300 series anyway. Well, exactly right. It's just what, and, and, be, bear in mind, the only other thing you know, a lot of people do forget about is that, a, a, I think it's January 2020, they brought in that for primary producers, you can get your luxury car tax refund back. Previously, it was like, I think it was one-eighth over, yeah, it might be one-eighth, basically a very small amount of the luxury car tax you could 
ask for a credit back. Now as a primary producer, you can complete a form and get all of that back. So on a new cruiser, that could be, you know, four or $5,000 that you can get back as a primary producer. So I'd, a lot of people just forget about that, whether it be on a Prado or anything that um, if you're, if you can demonstrate you're a primary producer, make sure you complete that luxury car tax refund form and um, yeah, get that, get that money back. Beautiful. Well, Jared, you said earlier in the piece that this was going to be a boring episode, but I think that farmers out there will get a lot out of what we've spoken about today. Um, and if they didn't, maybe they want to pass it on to the next farmer that might be able to as well. But let's get into wrapping this up. What's the take home message that you're looking for the farmers to just have a think about um, these new rulings coming in? Yeah. So just be aware of the fact that a 30 June, 2023 is now a key, a key, a key chop off mark. So if anyone's thinking about doing anything plant related, whether it be silos, tractors, new hay shed, whatever, get in now and just, just think about it um, because it's going to be a significant tax difference on that cliff face of 30 June and 1st of July. Um, bear in mind that obviously profits are likely to significantly jump in future years because we're obviously um, depreciation expense is going to be potentially nominal and a lot of these carry forward losses are being utilised. So be aware of the fact that People have had a bit of a tax honeymoon in the last couple of years, but that's that's gonna gonna rise. Everyone knows about the long lead time, so just be aware of that. And and obviously that the deposit's not going to cut it, so it needs to be installed, ready for use. So be in mind that whatever you commit to, it needs to be all finalised pre thirty June, which is which is key. As we touched on before, don't buy plant just for the sake of it. Yes, there are these tax concessions, but you know you have to be able to justify it within your business to, to spend it. And um, look, like we sort of said, pro probably just bear in mind, you know, um, maybe buy a more affordable family car than the 300 series or just, just knowing that anything beyond that cost base limit is effectively wasted. So um, yeah, people just let people know on that, but otherwise look, it's, it's been a fantastic incentive for people and it's worked really well, this temporary full expensing. And um, I hope people get the last little bit out of it before it wraps up at 30 June. Yep. Beautiful. I think there's some great farms advice there to pick at um, from whatever sort of background as a farmer for anyone tuning into it. But what's important is that this episode doesn't stop here. And we've got some great resources that we can go to there at Byfields. And also a couple of the other episodes touched on this, but not the new rulings, of course, um, because that's just new knowledge. But what are some resources that we can get to from Byfields? I will have them in the show notes. Yeah, look, obviously we've been doing a lot, a lot of um, advice in relation to you know far, farmland ownership and structures. So we've got a bit of a, a bit of a template that people can sort of refer to. Yep. Um, also, at least employing staff and um, obviously occupational health and safety type of thing. So there's a lot of resources with that and um, roles and responsibility of directors, which dovetails into the the um, liabilities now people can be exposed to and um, yeah, a lot of work with succession, succession planning. Um, so a lot of these sort of online resources, people can sort of look up and have a bit of a read up on um, that we've sort of been trying to get, get out to people. Beautiful. Well, if you want to look at these resources, they'll be in the show notes. You'll be able to find it wherever you're listening to this podcast, but thank you, Jared, for sharing your expertise on the beyond the tax return series with Byfields and passing on that farm's advice. So I think it's pretty critical. 
you said before it was a boring episode, but I think everyone hit out there that got something out of this will seem to disagree with that anyway. Yeah, no, I hope so, Jack. Thanks for having me back, mate. Hopefully we'll catch up again a bit later on. Beautiful. We'll cut out there. Thanks, mate. Thank you for tuning in to the Farms Advice podcast. It is produced by Advert Your Eyes Digital, the agribusiness marketing specialist. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more information on this episode and the others before and spread the farm's advice. If you love this episode, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe as it helps other farmers find us too. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms of Ice podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country for Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.